When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers Afternoon Drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome in to another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, we're together for the first time since last Wednesday. Had Nick Faribault on here a couple times. Uh, episodes 101 and 102, myself and Nick Faribault. But you're back. You're back after this loss to the Colts. Third straight loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot to talk about, especially with Mike Tomlin speaking today on what is once again another short week with the Steelers getting ready for the Cincinnati Bengals Mike on Saturday. Monday. But yeah, Mike Monday as opposed to Tom on Tuesday. We've gotten a little bit accustomed to that. Uh, but how are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, very newsy Mike Monday. So let's kind of just dive into it, I think. I mean, where do you want to start? Let's go with um, Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback. Maybe. Right? I mean. It's not going to be Mitch. We know that. Yeah, right. That's all we know. Mitch is not going to start. Um, mm-hmm. So Mike Tomlin said uh, first that. Uh, they're replacing Mitch Trubisky with Mason Rudolph. And then they want to say that there's a chance that Kenny Pickett might play. Um, so I'm not sure what the point of making a big deal out of Mason Rudolph replacing Mitch is if there's a chance that Kenny is going to play because I'm sure Mason isn't going to play over Kenny. So I don't know. It's a strange way to make that announcement, but um, where do you want to start here? The Mitch Mason debate or, is playing Kenny Pickett right now a good idea? I think let's start there. Okay. All right. Yeah, so Kenny Pickett not rolled out for this week. A pretty short timeline, you would think, considering the injury that he had. Um, obviously, he had this same procedure done on the other ankle at Pitt 
missed three weeks there. Um, I really had thought like if the door would be open for him to maybe come back against Seattle, I think that like this week we're still like at least a week above where I thought the timeline would be. But you also look at where this team is at right now. Um, they've they're very short playoff odds. Everything kind of went against them uh, this past weekend to make those even less likely. Um, so clinging on to those with the small percentage that there is left, do you think there's some rush to getting Kenny Pickett back out there? Or like, would it be even be something on your radar to do right now? Uh, or just man, like long-term, it's probably not best to put him out there in this situation. I can see a lot of different viewpoints here, but I'm going to give mine. I don't think there's a rush from the Steelers to get Kenny Pickett out there. I, I don't. I, I think they, the Steelers, and I think that's the reason that Mike Tomlin said things the way that he did. I think the Steelers as an organization are like, fine, let's go with two. Let's see what Rudolph has. He's been a good soldier. He's said all the right things. He's been a good pro. Um, yeah. Mitch did not do what we told him to do, which was take care of the football. And, and I don't even have a good adjective here, and I'm a professional writer. In, in horrific fashion, failed to execute that plan. Let's go with that. Um, it's not like he was, like, mostly careful with the ball and had a little bit of slip-up. He was just YOLO slinging it wherever he wanted to, whatever he wanted to. And it feels like the number of interceptions he threw in the last three games actually could have been double. Um, yeah. So Mitch didn't do what he want, they wanted him to. Mason, you know, I, I think the Steelers are fine with Mason. I don't think the Steelers are in some big rush to get Kenny Pickett back as an organization. I don't get that sense. But I think Kenny Pickett is in a big rush to get Kenny Pickett back. And, man, on an offense that has been bereft of leadership most of the season, but really, I mean, things have quite come to a head since the absence of Kenny Pickett from the starting lineup in terms of the behavior and the attitudes and the attention to detail on this offense. It feels clear to me that Kenny Pickett has been missed, not just as a quarterback, but as a leader. And I think mm. as a leader, he is going to very, very badly want to be out there to not just because he doesn't want to lose, but to show that he is willing to be tough to play through injury, to be an example to other players about what it means to be mentally tough, to deal with adversity and do it in a positive way. If like the Kenny Pickett I know is going to play. Like, that's just the way I feel like. I don't know that that's a good idea. I could hear mm -hmm. an argument that the Steelers should hold him back. But I, yeah. I think Kenny Pickett's going to try to play. And everything you said is fair, and it's kind of the like nothing. That's the part of Kenny that you can't take away from. <clears throat> One aspect that you have to appreciate is the toughness. For better or worse, you know that he's going to do everything in his power to be out there. And that was an interesting point because I, I really hadn't thought about like what has been missing from this lineup other than just the fact that he took a better care of the football for this offense. Sure, they obviously still weren't lighting up the scoreboard on a week-to-week -week basis, and I'm still not saying that I'm of the mindset that this is their long-term answer at quarterback, but he is clearly the best option 
for this football team at quarterback for that exact reason. The fact he doesn't turn the football over and they were operating at a better, not good level with him under center. Um, yeah, man, that 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 non tangible stuff that we're talking about here, just his leadership qualities and stuff definitely have been missed. You just wonder, obviously, you know, hindsight's 2020. We can say things. Um, we can make predictions based off what we've seen and what we think would have happened. But I, I don't know. Do you, are, are they sitting here on a three game losing streak? If Kenny Pickett's able to finish that Arizona game or is able to play against New England or Indy? No, I don't know if there's any way. I, mean, I don't know about Indy because I mean, that game kind of really uh, got out of hand, but the other two, I, I think they probably have a very good chance to win. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, they were they were relatively close games, and and the you know, I, I feel like I felt pretty good about Arizona, them winning the Arizona game until Pickett got injured, even though it was tied right there. You know, like I, I felt good about it. Like I thought they were going to do it. Heck, I think they score on that next play if Kenny Pickett is healthy and they run a quarterback sneak, and then who knows what happens. I mean. I don't know. I, just, I, I think. I think. Yeah. I think they're probably right. in good in good position to win that game if, if Pickett doesn't get hurt. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know whether that like you know the dynamic the injury dynamic here is right. So he has this surgery, and they call it like a straight jacket surgery. Right. He basically gets like an internal protection for this ligament, so in, mm-hmm. in order to prevent it from being injured again in the future. And it helps speed the recovery process. So, like, if he's cleared medically, other than, and Mike Tomlin said this, and this is an important point, other than having enough mobility to be able to protect himself from getting injured in another way, he's not going to hurt the ankle more by playing. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the... As long as he can move well enough that he's not going to get killed out there, I'm not really sure what the big downside is for the Steelers to play Kenny Pickett if he's medically cleared and he wants to play, which I'm sure that he does. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because, like, the mobility standpoint is the what I was going to bring up the first thing when you talk about switching from, I guess so we can use that as a segue, to the Mason versus Mitch stuff because that's – you know, the one downside I would say to making this switch that you really have to question, these quarterbacks have been running behind their for their lives behind an offensive line that has had their moments obviously very good and run blocking, but the pass protection has been very questionable. And when you're talking about, you know, having less mobility than you've already had at the quarterback position going to Mason, you know, does that make you question why you're making this move, despite the fact that obviously you can't have Mitch continue to just give the football to the other team? I mean, I think they're making this move because – they just want to appear to be attempting to try something. I don't think there's yeah. any hope from anyone in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform or or with with Steelers.com and their email address that this is going to result in better play. I think they're just literally – like, Mitch didn't do what he was told, and so now we're just going to try something else. Uh, if Mitch had failed while doing what he was told, maybe he'd stick around. But the combination of the two things, I think, is just like, well, look, I don't know. Try the other guy. Like, I, that, that's literally – I don't think anybody thinks this is going to be better. Um, I think you might see some other changes too, though, and I think one of them might be Chooks for. Like, I think mm. we might see Chooks back in – like, Dan Moore, as bad as yeah. he can play, he played in that game. Those are not dynamic edge rushers on the Indianapolis Colts. DeForest Buckner's mm-hmm. a load inside. I looked at the game plan – 
as the bigger problem inside. Like, why are they running the first series of the game plays that are running at DeForest Buckner that involved Mason Cole blocking him solo? Like, who thought that was a good idea? I just want to talk. Just, just let me talk to them. I just want to talk. Like, yeah. like that was very dumb. But Dan Moore just got beat like a drum by a very average collection of outside linebackers uh, out the defensive ends. Um, why not go back to Chukes? Especially in a game where you figure, like, Mason, if Mason plays or if Kenny plays, either way, you're not going to have a very mobile quarterback that probably is going to need protection. Chukes is the best pass blocker of their three tackles. I think you might get in there. I mean, Tomlin hinted there could be further changes beyond just mm-hmm. swapping Mitch for Mason. To me, that's right at the top of the list in terms of further changes that could be made. So this is just based off your opinion because of the performance you saw. That that wasn't like necessarily hinted at specifically or anything. News here, but like if there are further changes to make, that's one of them. And I think okay. it would dovetail with either way playing a quarterback with limited mobility. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. But you're okay. So you're saying it's Broderick back to left tackle. I don't know. I've always thought Chooks was better suited to be a left tackle anyway. We'll see. I think mm. Broderick really struggled in that game in pass protection, man. Like, hey. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think Chooks is the best pass blocker of the three. I strongly, I have always thought I, that. I, I still do think that. I, I have to agree for the time being. And it's, you know, kind of, I put this out there on Twitter, but like, You've seen Broderick came out of the gates hot and we expected like he would take his lumps for sure and pass pro, but like really not good these last three weeks. And, you know, does it, it, I'm not discouraged about it. Like long-term, I think he's going to be fine, but like, does it worry you about the amount of time that he continues to spend with his coaching staff developing him? I mean, it doesn't really worry me other than like, it just reinforces that I think they've got to make a change at offensive line coach in addition to the other things that need to happen on offense. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really see when you look at Dan Moore, or, you know, D- Dan Moore's not playing better. Broderick Jones, not really seeing growth. Mason Cole, worse this year mm-hmm. than last year. Like yeah. Isaac Samalu, worse this year than last year. I guess James Daniels is playing okay. Like, really, like, oh, across the board, the offensive line has – been worse than we expected them to be. I don't know how you retain your offensive line coach in the in that scenario. Yeah, and individually, maybe you can make it. Daniels to me has probably been about the same, maybe a little bit better, but like pretty much across the board, everybody's either stayed the same or been worse this year than last yeah. year. So, like, what's your? Are you going to tie Broderick Jones' long term development to a coach where you've seen that type of regression under? No. No, I don't expect Pat Meyer to be back next year. Um, and I don't think that's a particularly difficult decision at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very in- intrigued by that. But um, I also wanted to bring up the safety situation that the Steelers have. Um, for very different reasons, they're going to be without both starting safeties uh, next week. Now, Minka Fitzpatrick, we saw him go down in this indie game, already rolled out at this point with that knee injury. 
Um, you know, was hopeful it wasn't something too serious because he was sitting on the bench for a while. Thought like he was looked like he was maybe like testing it out and just trying to get it loose or something, but already ruled out at this point. Uh, that's not good. And then DeMonte KZ suspended for the rest of the season and any potential playoff games should the Steelers somehow get into the playoffs for that hit on Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Alan, you put out there that you fully expected him to be suspended for that hit. Uh, didn't know that I saw anybody else really saying that that was their expectation. You know, a lot of people were defending the hit and such. Um, but yeah, so the Steelers already very thin at safety. Uh, but Trenton Thompson also dealing with an injury. Stinger that he had to come back into the game for. Probably, do you think, I'm, I'm going all over the place here, but I want to start with Trenton Thompson because it's the least uh, impactful of those and probably be able to return the earliest. If that were something where you weren't down and so thin at safety, do you think he comes back into that game still? I don't know. Stingers are very painful, but they're not usually like long-term worry injuries. It's mostly just about whether the guy can go or not. So like if he played, okay. then I assume that he would have played. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if it was more out of necessity what. than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, generally speaking, stingers are just about pain and, like, whether you can deal with the pain or not. So, I mean, I, I – if, if, if he was able to go do it, I assume he would have gone and done it. Whether they need it. We got to the point in the Steelers' season where the loss of Trenton Thompson was seen <laughs> as significant. Yeah. Is really telling about the – the war of attrition on the defensive side of the ball and what it's done to this defense. Um, yeah. Significant. Significant. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's start with Minka here. Wasn't a what a frustrating season for Minka. Me. What an awful season. I mean, just gosh, yeah. hamstring, missed four games, four, four and a half games. Um, playing with a broken hand. Now this. I mean, wouldn't be – I wouldn't fault Minka if he just hung him up for this year. Um, you know, it's funny because Mike Tomlin yeah. said, you know, I'm not willing at this point to say if it's a season-ending injury. The cynic in my brain said, yeah, because you're waiting to see if you'll lose this week or not. Like, because yeah. like if they lose, probably, yeah. should probably not play Minka Fitzpatrick anymore. Like, just let the man go in peace. Like, there's no, there's no reason mm -hmm. to keep going. Um, if they win, I guess – try to get him back, but there is no such thing as a, like, one-week knee injury that I'm aware of. Like, if you injure your week, your knee, it is usually, like, at least a couple weeks before you get back. So, mm -hmm. this is just, like, a bruise, but then I can't imagine him being ruled out of this week's game already. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yep. like if, you're, if you're ruled out of this week, you're probably looking at a couple. So, I would not expect to see – think uh for a couple weeks and gosh if it's i don't know maybe they get to a point where that ravens game is a must-win game maybe make it comes back for that i don't know we'll see yeah hey who, who knows maybe they do backdoor themselves into a position still but uh what a frustrating season you mentioned the injuries but like that on top of having to play so out of position uh, from where he normally would be and just taking on a completely different role for himself. Like, yeah, man, he probably just wants this season to be over with and have a fresh start. I mean, man, one thing after the next for Minka Fitzpatrick this year. Um, and then, like I said, like, for a very different – oh, go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't feel like Omar Khan – I think Omar Khan had a very good offseason, and I really do think that. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I think the decisions to the, the double barrel decisions to not bring back Terrell Edmonds and not bring back Cam Sutton really, really hurt the defense's ability. Not bring those guys back, I think, has really hurt Minka Fitzpatrick's ability to be a playmaker. Like he's been an eraser; he's mm-hmm. taken guys away, but he has not been able to be just a playmaker for this defense the way he has been in the earlier parts of his career. And I think it's mostly because they don't have anybody else to be an eraser. And you know, I yeah. think like Chris Hope came out and blasted Minka, and I'm like, I, I, I think yeah. you're, you're not paying attention. To the, to the root cause of that problem. It's not because Minka has been playing poorly. It's because the job they've asked him to do had to change because they got worse around him. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, Patrick Peterson playing as a slot corner all the time never panned out. Um, you know, Shannon Sullivan, I think, has been just okay. Devontae Casey has not played very well at strong safety when he's played strong safety. Ken O'Neill injured and, and not I don't think he was a problem, but he wasn't great or anything um before that. You know, there were not those options like they had when they had Edmonds and Sutton to just allow Minka to freelance and go do his thing. And I think that's the biggest reason why he hadn't made that many plays and then the injuries on top of that have really just made this kind of a lost season for him. Man, like that's the thing too. Like I okay, the Cam Sutton thing, I get, you know, the contract that he got. Maybe they weren't willing to go there with him. They didn't value him in that way. Obviously, very good player. They appreciated the, you know, multiple hats that he could wear for the defense, the versatility, very smart player. Um, but with Edmonds, man, like with what he got from Philly, I know he's since been traded to Tennessee, like we talked about it before. Maybe it was just for them chasing ball skills like across their secondary one and got. But what's funny about that is you then took Minka away from being able to utilize his ball skills by not having that guy play next to him. So, regardless of if you wanted to to move on from yeah, him because like, you didn't think like he offered the best like, laid plans, right? Like, like they went yeah. into it with good intentions, but I think the result was that the Steelers ended up worse. And you know, Edmonds, I think he wanted a multi-year deal. He's mm-hmm. a freak athlete. Like, I'd have given it to him. I don't know. I think that was a mistake, and I think it's one that still hurts right now. Maybe he comes back. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Casey mentioned him briefly. Yeah. Was very good as a free safety when he was replacing Minka Fitzpatrick. In fact, I think he was his best this year when he was agree. playing in that role. But he isn't going to be playing in that role anymore. At least it doesn't look like it right now. Yeah. Uh, I briefly mentioned the suspension. Uh, we can talk more about it. But, yeah, suspended for the rest <coughs> of the season. Uh, that includes the playoff should the Steelers, again, I say somehow, find themselves in the position to play in the postseason. But uh, this hit on Michael Pittman Jr., which has been widely talked about, no matter who you are, local and national, even Tom Brady coming out talking about this play, Alan. Um, so what do we make of this? Are we a little bit surprised? This is a guy that was, you know, originally fined five times this year. Four of those five, um, have been rescinded by the league, but you know, is this just because it is a guy that again has been given five fines by the league or like they think that hit was that egregious to warrant this on its own? Like, where are we at with this? I thought the hit was pretty bad. Uh, I mean, you look at the replay, man, I tweeted it and like, I, 
it's hard to watch. Like, you, I can't believe that Michael Pittman got up. Like, I, I really can't. Like, it's a, it's as bad of a hit as you're going to see in football. And honestly, you know, his actions, like, are indefensible. Um, you can't hit a defenseless receiver in the head. He wasn't even looking at what he was aiming at. Like, he led with the crown of his helmet. He didn't hit Pittman with the crown of his helmet because he missed, because he wasn't looking at what he was aiming at, not because of altruism. Like, his actions got lucky that it wasn't worse. Like, I I don't, I can't defend that form, that, that, that playing style. You just can't do that. Um, and I was not surprised he was suspended. I said as much after the game. I'm a little surprised it's three games. That feels excessive to me. I think it will get reduced on appeal, maybe one or I two. Um, but and, and I think the length of the suspension is probably because of KZ's history. He's been suspended before. He's been fined before. Like, this is not new ground for him, right? So that probably influenced the length of the suspension. But I thought that's that's as bad of a hit as you're going to see, man. I don't know. I don't know what – I understand, first of all, Mike Mitchell defended him, which is freaking hilarious to me because if I'm that guy, I'm like, yo, Mike, please, you saying I did a good thing just makes me look more guilty. That's like OJ tweeting, like, this guy probably didn't kill anyone. Like, what are you doing here? Mike Mitchell, the guiltiest of all safeties, said I didn't do it. Great. Thanks. Like, appreciate your 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 assistance here. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I, I expect them to be suspended. I think it's a suspension worthy play. I think that's a reasonable standard for the NFL. You can defend that play in ways that you can look at the tape afterwards and say, Hey, look, man, I tried. What did KZ do that you can point to and say, Hey, look, man, I tried. There's nothing. There's nothing. He's not making a play on the ball. His head's not up, his head down. He's not looking at what he's hitting. He's delivering a blow to a defenseless player, whether it was in the head or not. It was just unnecessary. Pittman's flying through the air. The ball, he is holding the ball right out to KZ. Like, here, please take this from me. He never even looks at the football. Like, it's an indefensibly bad defense. It's an indefensibly bad play. I, I so And that's why I wasn't surprised he would be suspended because I don't think – there's an argument to be made that he shouldn't be. I, yeah, I thought he would get a game on that. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised to see it was the rest of the season. Uh, to your point, you know, it could very well get reduced based off him appealing. But like e- the fact that that was even the initial rolling kind of took me by surprise. Maybe they are, you know, kind of piggybacking off of the, the, what they handed down to Kareem Jackson and like saying, okay, we really, really, really want to eliminate these types of plays. Um, the one thing that I really struggle with, and again, this isn't the fault of Michael Pittman Jr., it's more on Gardner Minshew, is the angle that Pittman Jr. is laying out to make that play. Again, I, I fully understand what you're saying. I, I just said that I agree that he should have been suspended for a game. But, you know, in the heat of the moment with Monte KZ being the type of player he is, for better or worse, I'm not surprised that it ended the way that it did. And how much blame can you put on Gardner Minshew for that play happening? I don't put any blame on Gardner Minshew for that play happening. Okay. 
I mean, look, look, it's a different league. Michael Pittman has the expectation that if he dies out and lays out in front of, directly in front of the defensive player, that no matter what, he will not be hit in the head. He should have that expectation. And his quarterback should have that expectation too, because those are the rules of the league. So I don't blame either of them. Now, like, okay. again, like, I, like, if KZ just breaks down with his head up, and his chest out, and he will still clobber Michael Pittman with that hit and almost certainly knock the ball out. And he still might get flagged for it, but at least he has def- he could defend his actions and say, look, I tried, my head's up, I'm making a play on the ball, there is nothing else I can do. Like, People in the comment section are like, what do you want him to do? Let him catch it? I'm like, no. There's a very obvious thing to do that is not the thing that he did. I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. Play the football. Like, that. it was right there. Like, go get an interception. Rip it away from him. Like, that, that's what needed to happen there. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I, I think – to your point about the way that the league, you said, you know, not putting blame on them because of the way that the league is now and stuff. I think that's the thing is like, you're asking guys to kind of, I'm not saying that you ever should have made plays that the Monte Casey has made the, the plays that he's made, but we've seen, obviously I'll throw back another Steelers name here. Ryan Clark makes similar plays when you could make those types of plays. And you're kind of asking guys to retrain themselves to play a different way. They have to, they have to do it. That's the way that the game is now. But I don't. I think it's easier said than done to do those types of things. I mean, that's true. But we've had targeting in college football since 2013, 14. Like that's targeting could, in yeah, college football. Play. That's easy to like. So, like, I I understand that there was a time when that hit was a good hit and a legal hit. But every player that's in the NFL right now came up in a time where it was not. So like, I don't buy that as an excuse. Okay. And like, yeah, like if Ryan Clark played like Ryan Clark played when he played in the NFL right now, he'd be thrown out of the league. Forget like a three-game suspension. Like that banished him to playing in Japan. Like that would have been the end of it. Like that. Like, yeah, yeah, that seems like the path uh, Kareem Jackson's kind of on right now. Yeah, like he's headed there. Yeah. Learn, learn, what's the Adam Silver mean? Learn to speak NFL Europe. Like that's that's where you'd be heading right now. Like that, like, you can't play that way anymore. The game has changed, and all of these players have come up in an environment that is reflective of that hit being illegal. And it's not like that is new to any of these guys. Uh, so let me bring up. I mentioned before that Tom Brady was somebody that kind of spoke out about this, and this is a guy obviously no longer in the league, but he kind of played through all of it with the duration of his career. Uh, nobody likes seeing players get hurt. Hard hits happen. QB should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these types of hits. Coaches need to coach better. QBs need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places, and defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put all the blame on the defensive player all the time is flat-out wrong. Need better QB play. It's not okay, QBs, to get your wide receivers hit like this because of bad decisions. That's why I asked about you. I respect Tom Brady's opinion, but the league stance is that that is not the case. That 100% of the onus is on the defensive player, and the offensive players should have the expectation to be able to do that. And if the rules say I have the expectation to be able to do that, 
then it shouldn't like it's not wrong to do it like i i get what he's saying but that's not the you can't criticize i can can i say that the nfl should change the rule maybe but i'm not going to criticize Gardner Minshew for putting his receiver in that position when the rules say he's allowed to do that and there should be no consequences for doing it like i can't criticize Minshew, and and my response to that would be to tom would be okay what's your proposal are you going to find Gardner Minshew for getting his wide receiver hit how do you get this type of collision out of the game how do you hold offensive player responsible? What is a reasonable way to in- impact that change other I, than what the standard is right now? I, I, yeah, I don't think there, what, yeah. What would you possibly do to the, like an offensive player that is, like, yeah. What do you get? Gardner Minshew's going to get suspended for a game because of that. He threw like, a hospital I, ball. Like, I, I don't know. Like what? Like that's, there's no yeah. reasonable way to get hits like this out of the game other than holding defensive play responsible. And by the way, there's a perfectly good analog for this in sports that has existed for all of eternity that no one ever bats an eye or questions. And it's high sticking in hockey. High sticking in hockey is always the fault of the person with the stick. It does not matter what the other person did. If you hit them with your high stick, it is your fault. And we just accept that because it's always been that way. But it is literally the exact same concept. That the aggressor has to absorb responsibility for the actions at the end of the day because there's no other reasonable way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, now look, if you want to say, yours. like, hey, football's violent, these guys know what they're signing up for, I'm okay with that hit. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying I like completely agree. I don't really disagree either, though. Like, I think there is, like, and and look, this is a completely different conversation than, like, the hip drop conversation, which I think the NFL is <laughs> drastically overstepping on. But, like, look, yeah, you know, if, if, if Devontae KZ makes that hit 10 times, one of those 10 times Michael Pittman Jr. never walks again. I'm not okay with those odds. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm not okay. Yeah, that's that. fair. Yeah, it was definitely reckless. The protecting the quarterback thing. Like, I agree that I think the NFL has a tendency to overstep when it comes to protecting offensive players and limiting what you can do as a defense. This, to me, is not one of them. I see these guys. I get to know them. I, I, I I want all of them to be able to continue to walk. There is no sport out there where paralysis is a required risk to accept to participate in. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that the way that you put it before and like I would put my own twist on my thought on it is I didn't think it warranted a three game suspension, but it was pretty much luck. The fact that it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And that's kind of where I've stood with it. We will see if that gets reduced. Um, I Do you think that I, I would expect that it does? I don't know if you I think expect it, it to. Okay. I think there's no chance that the playoff part of it holds up. And I would be very surprised if it's not reduced to at least two games and maybe even one game. I think one game felt appropriate to me, but we'll see. I mean, look, you know the other thing funny? is, and I know the NFL doesn't really do this, and it's one of the only things in the world that hockey gets right, is that, look, man, one week 17 game is like three games in September. And let's acknowledge that, too. Yeah. Like It would be really like, funny if this – 
if you ask the Steelers, would you rather have Demonte KZ for week 16 or all of September? I think they're picking week 16, like 100%. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with, you know, where they are right now. Like yeah. literally every single game they need to win game. plus right. could help. Yeah. yeah. If, but if the lead was like, you know what? Yeah, the Steelers aren't making the playoffs anyway, so we could just get rid of that portion of the suspension and just, you know, yeah. made, made a mockery of them. <laughs> um. All right, Alan. Good conversation on here. I know for a fact we're going to get some great comments about this play, um, and I can't wait to read those. So comment down below. Let us know what your thoughts are, not on just that, but everything that we've obviously discussed here. Alan, tell the people where they can find you. At A. Sanders underscore PGH on X, where I correctly predicted this, and maybe you should share the meme of me giving myself oh. the Medal of Honor about being uh, about being right. And uh, at PGH Steelers Now is the uh, site's account, SteelersNow.com. Make sure you sign up for SM Plus. I'm only promising that's around until the end of the year. So make it happen. And uh, use it- promo code Allen 10 to get your 10-ish percent off. And like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Keep this thing going. I have Mike Tomlin's comments about DeMonte KZ. He mm. defended him and said he's not a dirty player, which given the history of the fines is a bit of an interesting stance for me. But that's right up one video here on the YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, just crossed 10,500 subscribers, by the way. Yes. Uh, I don't feel like taking the time, and I don't want to sit here in silence while I send it to myself, but this is the photo, if uh, it will come through on my phone, that Alan <laughs> is referring to. Uh, that's the Barack Obama putting a medal on Barack Obama, but I photoshopped Alan's face onto Barack Obama for both of the images. So that's what that is. Uh, maybe I'll may, I'll put I'll make sure that we have that in the can now, so I can pull it up at times when Alan does correctly predict something on the show. Uh, I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here. Hit us in the comments. Like I said, leave us a five star review if you are listening somewhere else, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for jumping in. Take another ride. On- I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Steelers afternoon drive. 